All yeah, right. All right. Leandra, Leandra, you can go first, Leandra. Okay. Um, so my first question is, how do you continue succeeding even when everyone seems to be betting against you? Ooh, betting against me. So it, it, it was, it was, um, there, there's a lot of times when that happened. I, I would start with, uh, when I was in high school, right? I was, I was, you know, I was getting recruited for wrestling and, uh, I got recruited to go to NYU, which is, you know, a pretty top notch school. And, uh, you know, a lot of people weren't too happy with, uh, you know, me getting in that school. I didn't have, I had good grades, but not NYU grades. And no one thought I could get into that school, but I continued to work hard, not only in wrestling, but I got my grades up and no one thought I was able to do that. But, but I got it, I got it up and I, I got into NYU. And um, another thing was once I stepped into NYU, no one thought I was gonna get a 3.7. I graduated NYU with a 3.7 with honors and no one thought I was just this kid from South Plainfield who was just a really good wrestler and no one thought I'd be able to excel in the classroom but I proved everyone wrong and I had the most wins at NYU I had 149 and I had the most single season wins and I also took seventh in the country so I I, I proved a lot of people wrong because my coach didn't think I was going to break that record he thought I was this crazy freshman going in just thinking that I was like not better than every, everyone, but uh, just confident. And I think with anything that you guys do, you have to have confidence in not only yourself, but your ability. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Only you know how good you are, how good you really are. So don't let other people tell you if you're not good enough, because deep down you guys know that you are. So it's that confidence, right? Because you guys put in the work. At the end of the day, you guys put in the work. You guys study. You guys learn new things. You guys hear, like for me, I, I talked about Snapstream, right? Go and look that up. Put in the work, right? And learn about it and then apply it. So I would say, you know, when people bet against you, just it goes all down to confidence. And there's a difference between co uh, confidence and cockiness, right? Cockiness is bragging and you know, showing off. Confidence is, you know, you're working hard in silence and you're letting your actions speak. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I went on a little tangent there, but <laughs> I hope that that answered your question just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a perfect response. Yeah. Mike, um, if you want to go next. I'll go next. Uh, As we're both from Southfield, and Southfield is a huge wrestling town in a blue collar town. What, what values do you carry with you to not forget where you came from? Oh man, that va I I wear that South Plainfield badge with honor, my man. I'm not. I should have wore the shirt. I'm sorry. You guys called me right after a nice workout. Um, it's my roots. Everything goes down to it. It's just it's just that mentality. Um, and that's why I have the tiger poster. Uh, you can't see the tiger poster. I have it right here. It's right above my office here. Um, it's just you know we're South Plainfield Tigers, man. We're we're a hardworking town. You get what you earn. So that hard work, right? Whatever you put in. It's what you get out of it. Um, and that's just the value of it because there's no shortcuts in anything. And growing up in a town like South Plainfield, you put in the work, you, you get what you earn. And, uh, you know, I, I never achieved my goal in college of becoming a national champ. But at the end of the day, I did everything that I possibly could do to set myself up for that, you know? And I took seventh, which I could sleep with that because I did everything possible that I could do to prepare me for it. So sometimes the cards don't fall where it lies, but you know, that hard work 
and that dedication and those characters that I got from it, it doesn't go wasted because I use it to this day and I use it in life now and I use it to give back to younger wrestlers or even younger, you know, students and just uh, people getting ready for their career, you know. Does that, does that answer the question? You're from South Plainfield, right? Really? Yes. There we go. Hey, we got to stick together, my man. It's a small, small yeah, town, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I have a quick question for you, actually. I have a few, actually. Okay, um, yeah. So, um, two, actually, that I really want to know, ask this, anyone that I interview is, um, what's a typical day for you, like, as your job? And uh, what do you see yourself in the five to ten years from now? Okay, so that's a great question. So right now, my days are crazy, man. Um, I'm a, my number one priority is is professional wrestling, but that doesn't that doesn't pay all the bills right now. So I, I do a I do a lot of things. I'm a professional wrestler. I am a mindset coach. So I work for this company called Wrestling Mindset. It's also known as Winning Mindset because we work with other sports. I'm also a middle school wrestling coach. I also help out at the school. So sometimes I'm substitute teaching when they need me, especially this year with COVID. I also, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. So I do that. I help run a gym in Manasquan. So I'm all over the place. And I always, the priority is pro wrestling. So I'm always in the ring four times, you know, four times a week. Even if I have to lose sleep, I'm always working out. I work out every day. Um, but I would say like today, today I got up 5 a.m., worked out, had to go to the school. You know, went to the school, then I had to go to the office, do some mindset stuff. Then I had to go run practice at three, right? And then I had to go and get my recovery. And I went to this place called Thrive, got got a nice chiropractic adjustment. Boom, went to go work out again and uh, took a call to help a wrestler out with his mindset. And then I found time for you bros today. But yeah, it's never ending. But in five years, I want professional wrestling to be my full-time job, you know, and I think I'm on the brink of that and it's coming close. You know, COVID kind of slowed it down, but it also made some moves for me. So in five years, I see, you know, pro wrestling being, uh, being my full-time job. Perfect. You know? All right. Thank you. Um, so I just have a question to ask. Um, so basically as a professional wrestler, do you feel overvalued, properly valued or undervalued in the sports industry and why? In the sports industry. So, you know, WWE and, uh, you know, WWE considers themselves sports entertainment. So it's not, you know, it's a com not a complete different realm, but um, it's different. AEW, another thing, it's, you know, different. Um, I, I don't think my, my idea is I don't try, I try not to think about the others. So um, say it goes down to my college days. I didn't care about what my opponent was doing. I was caring about what I was doing. So, uh, if I'm trying to be the best professional wrestler I can or the best sports entertainer I can, I'm not concerned about what other people think about it. Do I want to grow the sport of wrestling, the sport of pro wrestling? Yes, definitely. So I'm going to go and see, maybe let's see what MLB is doing for marketing. Let me see what how football's numbers are doing. Let me compare it to the wrestling numbers. Um, how can we beat those numbers, you know? So, I mean, I wouldn't say undervalued, overvalued because it's completely different industries. It's like comparing the NFL to the NHL, you know? It, it's just a different beast in itself. Like, compared to the NHL, right, the WWE is in different markets all over the country, you know? So, it depends what kind of aspect you're talking about of, like, you know, over or underappreciated. But 
as my as as that question is i consider myself a professional athlete because i work hard i i train every day so i consider myself an athlete so i mean if that answers your question i hope it does but yeah yeah it definitely answered my question thank yeah. you yeah yep leandre if you want to ask another question or mike yeah um so recently i've been seeing on social media that women have been going into wrestling um what are your thoughts on that because i know it's a very like controversial topic like some people have a different idea of women being a wrestler only because they don't have a woman category as like i play volleyball okay there's women's volleyball and there's men's volleyball okay there's two different type of categories so like our nets are a lot shorter than the men's nets when it comes uh -huh. to like standards and all that but because there isn't a women's team for wrestling women will be wrestling men uh, so I, no, that's wrong. They, women's wrestling is the biggest growing sport in America. I forgot the numbers before COVID. College women's wrestling was the number one growing college sport. And I take pride in that because as a as an amateur wrestling coach, I coached a lot of girls. Mm -hmm. And the last year or two years ago was the first year women's wrestling had their own state tournament right next to the guys. They competed the same day with the guys, had the same tournament at the same venue in Atlantic City. So I think it's great. Um, and I would say, I mean, UFC and fighting kind of a little bit opened the doors to it. But when I was in college, it was it was colleges that set the initiative to have women's wrestling. And, you know, wrestling's wrestling. It's, it's me versus him or her versus her. And I think it's great. It gives girls a lot of opportunities. And me, as a wrestler, it grows the sport of wrestling. And when I coach these girls, man, a lot of these girls are so passionate. They're more passionate than the guys. And they just want to get better. They just want to succeed and they want to compete at a high level. Um, you saw that there was the Olympic trials was yesterday. And, uh, you know, Helen Maroulis is a good a good role model for a lot of girls. She was the first Olympic gold medalist for, for women in wrestling for, for America. So that was great to see. So, yeah, women's wrestling is the biggest growing sport right now in, in any sport. Um, and, you know, COVID slowed it down a little bit, but, you know, it's great to see. Um, and, you know, the whole, you know, I know Title IX is a big thing that I'm sure you guys talk about in sports management classes. But what's great about wrestling is you just need a mat, you just need wrestling shoes, and that's it, you know. They could use the same room, the, the practices are the same, and that that's the beauty of it, you know. Um, we tr Wrestling, we treat everyone the same. I train the girls exactly how I train the guys, you know. Um, did, that, did that help that you out? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, maybe maybe you should make the switch to wrestling. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I like. No, it's great to see. I think um, uh, a lot of colleges. I think uh, Campbell has women's wrestling now. Like yeah. a lot of big time D one schools are. Yeah. It's not even college. Like I'm, I'm talking about high school students. Like there's a girl I know that I used to compete with when I back in high school. Um, in like pageants and dance competitions and she became a wrestler and she like obviously like I believe high schools don't have as much as many resources as colleges do so they're not gonna have a whole um, department just for women's wrestling so she right. wrestles and practices with the guys and yeah I, mean, I know some people probably feel some type of way but I just wanted to know your opinion on the topic as yeah well. yeah like I said um, yeah when I was coaching the girls like I didn't care, you know, they wanted to get better at wrestling, so I was going to give them my attention. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have separate practices. I mean, 
sometimes we did if 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 there was a big group of girls we would have girls practice but typically we just had everyone together because we felt like there was no need to treat them differently right because wrestling's wrestling no matter no matter what technique you know mm-hmm. uh, if i ask you uh what made you uh like want to get into wrestling like what uh what uh is there something that made it start like how'd you get interested in it uh, that's a long. That's a. It's a long question. I'll try to. I'll try to wrap it. Up. I'll, I'll try to condense it as much as I can. Um, I would say it, it was kind of not to be cliche. It was kind of my destiny. It was kind of just falling into place. So, um, you know, when I was a when I was a kid, right? I was a I was a little bit of a fan, and then amateur wrestling took over. You know, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't cool to watch that and be an amateur wrestler. So and it wasn't until like there's little moments in my life that led me down this path and finally make the choice after college. Uh, and then in middle school, Ultimate Warrior spoke at my gym uh, and that fired me up. Just imagine the middle school Ray Jazz just lifting and the Ultimate Warrior was coming in there pumping you up. <laughs> that got me ready for high school wrestling. Um, and then in college, right, I was training some people at Henzo Gracie's Academy and some of them are wrestlers. So I go, oh, why don't you think about it? Like, you know, you kind of have to look, you got a good build. I was like, ah, maybe. And it wasn't until um, after college, right? And I'm sure you guys are going to get to this point where you guys are going to be stuck. I mean, my college wrestling career was over. Just think I, I was wrestling since I was five years old. I dedicated my life to this goal of being a national champ and I didn't get it. And I mean, it was good. I was seventh place, seventh in the country, which was a good consolation, but I was stuck, you know, um, was I focusing on the right things in college? Yeah. Did I know what I really wanted to do? No. And when you get out of college, you know, you go through the the rut of, do I want to do this? Do I want to get do that? There was offers of like being a financial manager. I was like, I have no idea what that is. I didn't go to school for that. And I'll, gi- I'll give you guys, you know, a quick little lesson is don't be overwhelmed when you're out of college. Stuff will fall into place. Don't feel like you need to be rushed to get into a career that you don't want to get into. And that was the best advice I got was follow where you really want to go. You know, follow your dreams and follow your heart. And it fell into place when I was running a wrestling camp in Brooklyn. And one of the coaches there was good friends with Bob Backlund. I don't know if you guys know who Bob Backlund is. He's a legendary pro wrestler back in the way day, like WWWF. And he came to me and he goes, why don't you give this a try? Why don't you try it? I mean, you're good with the kids. You know, you're a good athlete. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I thought about it. And it was funny. I was on a job interview in New York City, right? Riding the subway. I had my, my thing. I forgot what interview it was. It was probably some... It was some sales job, and Bob called me. He goes, "Did you give it any thought yet?" And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it." I took that, took the tie off, I throw it out, and I found a wrestling school. And ever since then, man, it's it's been nonstop. So it's almost almost three years now. I think it'd be three years in July where I started this journey of professional wrestling, and haven't even thought about turning back. Um, I was I was I'm blessed to say that I'd done. I'd done a lot that I wanted to do. I always wanted to coach kids, right? And, and give all this knowledge of wrestling, of amateur wrestling I had to kids. And I did, I gave it to this, I don't know if you know what Berkeley Heights is, but they didn't have a middle school program and I revamped it. And I turned them into an undefeated team in a year. So I, I take pride in that. So 
you know, I did that, and now, like, like I told you before, my, my goal is to make pro wrestling a full-time career. So I'm glad everything kind of fell into place. But like I, like I was telling you guys, don't get overwhelmed to feel like you need to rush into anything. You know, if you find a career and you want it, pursue it. Even if it takes, even if it takes three, four, five, ten, fifteen years, pursue it because you're going to be happier at the end of the day. You know. Uh, a lot of my friends, man, they they love my journey because, you know, they're they're in a spot where it's like they do the same thing every day. And I'm very fortunate enough where, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing something I love. So that's just my little advice to you guys. <laughs> I kind of went on a tangent there. I, I do that. So it's all good. So yeah, that's my job. I get into the mindset aspects because, I, you know, I talk to kids all day. <laughs> control their minds. Now, on your, you appeared in the AEW Dark Hall, like two, three, four matches now? Yeah. When you walk down the AEW, down to the ring, and you hear your name and hometown, what kind of thoughts run through your mind? Oh, that's all, that's all, yeah, that's pride. That's Jersey pride, you know? Um, for me, when I step out that, you know, that circle, they have like the circle there. When I step, when I step into the ring, man, I, I'm all, I'm all business. I'm ready to compete. Um, but when they say from South Plainfield, New Jersey, there's no better feeling because you're putting that town on town on the map. And, you know, there's only there's only a handful of guys that could do that for South Plainfield right now. You know, me and Anthony Ashnault. So uh, it's always great. And like you said, it's always giving back to the community that gave me so much. So there's always a sense of pride and it always energizes me when you hear South Plainfield, New Jersey, because. There's only a handful of guys that, that could say they're from there, you know. <laughs> With your time in AEW Dark, have you learned anything that has changed your life in, in a very small way or a major way? Uh, with AEW Dark, I mean, um, just AEW in general. I mean, any any place you go to that's new, it's it's learning, you know, learning how, how, how things are done their way and operating and, and no, learning no um not learning but knowing new people and understanding that you know everything is about who you are as a person and who you are as a character and how you treat other people and that goes for any business you know a any business um you know if you're going for a job interview or, or um you know if you're working somewhere show interest right show interest when you go into a job interview, don't know anything. Don't go in there not knowing anything about the company. You know, know stuff about it. Really be committed to it. Um, and that's the same thing with that. It's, you know, I I treat everyone like I, how I want to be treated, and that's that's the way it is. That's how I treat people. So um, for me, I guess going there, it was business as usual. You know, um, there was no difference in going there WWE or even just you know wrestling in Centenary or just wrestling at these indies you know it's for me it's it's business as usual I don't treat anyone differently and you know I show people the respect and how I want to be treated you know if someone has advice for me I'll take it if someone needs advice for me uh, uh, from me I give it you know <laughs> like you guys um but yeah that that was my experience there <laughs> okay um just one last question for you right um so I know you mentioned talking about kids and everything. How, like, as a professional wrestler, how um, are you able to like teach kids that violence isn't the answer uh -huh. while teaching them about wrestling? Violence isn't the answer, huh? I mean, they they see things that are ten times more violent, right? Um, 
even amateur wrestling, I wouldn't say it's violent, it's sport, it's controlled, right? It's a controlled sport where we have a set of rules, right? We have a set of rules. You can't just step on the mat and punch someone right in the face, no. You'll get disqualified, you'll get kicked off the team. I'll kick you, I'll kick you right off my team if, if you do anything dirty. Um, it just shows that there, there shouldn't be violence outside of this, right? This is your controlled violence, right? You have six minutes to wrestle and wrestle hard and take them down and win, right? Win within these set of rules, right? Um, so it's not necessarily, I don't call it violence, you know, I call it sport, you know, and a lot of kids, they have aggression in them, right? And that's why sometimes they pick fights at school or, you know, they make the wrong decisions because they don't know how to control it. That's why I love, I love having as many, I love when kids peek their heads in, you know, in our wrestling room and they see what's going on. I go like, no, come in. You know, come watch practice. Um, is this something that you guys would like? Oh, yeah, sure. Here, give it a try. And I'm sure, like, there's a handful of times when fists were thrown, but I try to explain to them, no, like, here are the rules, and here's how you're gonna do it. This is how you. This is how you control yourself in this. And there was no better feeling than, you know, stepping onto that mat and just beating someone by, you know, clean and 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 by by the rules, you know. And that's that's how I treat it. I mean. I wouldn't say the violence is whatever because, you know, it's a sport, you know. I don't know yeah. if that does, – does that – Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely answers my question. Um, I was just trying to get more into the aspect of, like, um, trying to teach kids – like, teach the kids from right – you know, right from wrong. Like, when to use these set of moves, when not to use it, you know, how right. to use it. You know, just to make sure that everyone stays safe. Like, how do you teach that as a professional wrestler, basically? But you yeah, definitely. It. And I, and I say I'm a I'm big on character. You know, I'm big on, you know, making sure, like I said, treating everyone the, the same way. And I make sure all all my wrestlers have their principles in line and their priorities in line. You know, you're not wrestling a match if if you have a D in a class. Like, there's no way. I'm not even gonna let you travel with the team because sometimes that's the best part is hopping on those bus rides, traveling. 20, 30 minutes to go wrestle a team up in North Jersey, you know, and, and coming back, you know, those are the best parts of the team. And luckily, you know, before COVID and we had a real season, um, everyone was cleared to wrestle. And I made sure that was a thing. And if one of the guys were slacking, I made sure the team got on them. And they, I always talk about holding each other accountable because wrestling is such a tight knit group that one person, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So I make one person reliable for the whole team you know <laughs> all for one one for all you know as cliche as cliche yeah. that is that's how that's how i preach it you know and sometimes during wrestling season that's where guys really turn the corner and i love hearing from the principal oh man this kid once wrestling season happened he stopped getting into fights his grades got up and i can't thank you enough and for me that's the best reward that i can get you know yeah no i definitely understand i definitely get that Is that it? That's all the questions? <laughs> uh, yeah, so some of us are in meetings and some of us are like on our way back to campus. So it's like kind of hard. You know, we don't want to keep everyone for too long, but we just wanted to get your viewpoints on uh, your, in, like, you know, the, the wrestling industry and yeah. just, you know, as an athlete. Yeah, yeah. I hope I answered any of your questions. I know I, I'm sorry I hit you guys up short notice i got a i got a long month ahead of me with with training and everything um my my middle school season just ended so now it's time for me to pick up some some pro wrestling stuff so 
I have a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully you guys will see it. Um, but yeah, I'm, let me ask you guys questions because this is important, right? And you don't you don't need to answer it now. But what is what are your guys' goals? Tell me your guys' goals if you have them. If you don't, then that's all right. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, so once I graduate, like the reason why I'm in school right now, getting the degree I am getting, um, I am graduating in May. Um, I want to take my degree and I want to go to a curly hair company. Okay. Because I experienced what it is to absolutely hate my hair. Watch straight. <laughs> hey, you have curly. Day. I have curly hair too. Yeah. It's annoying. I can't find the look. Day. You know, <laughs> I we go through the phase of I. You don't love yourself for who you are. I'm 100 what you were made with, and I went through that, and I gradually grew out of it, and I feel like. Accepting my hair mm-hmm. was the start of accepting myself. Yeah. And I want to promote that through curly hair products. I feel like what better way for someone who went through what I went through than looking at a commercial, looking at a billboard, looking at um, advertising in a magazine made by someone who was in their shoes at one point. Yeah. So that's and my goal. What's important about that goal is, and I preach it all the time, you have purpose behind it. Yeah. And purpose with a goal is is the absolute best thing you could have. So that's great. I really I really hope that picks up. Thank um, you. After this, give me a follow on Instagram. I, I would love to you know see that process and everything for sure. Nice. Yeah. Who's next? Come on. Um. Uh, so I go. Uh, I want to finish my sports management major uh, through secondary and then from there I kind of want to head towards like part-time in um, uh, law school and get a job as in uh, my sports major and once I finish my law school I want to start being um, an agent internationally and you know going from Europe to the U.S. and back and kind of traveling around the world. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, that's awesome. That's very that's specific, but you could try to even get more specific. You know, I want to go to law school here part time. I want to work for the Devils. That's just an example. Um, short, set little short term goals to know you're getting into that right direction. Right. You labeled three things, but you you have a path. Right. You have a path. You just need that GPS GPS guidance to get you there. I think you will. You know, thank you, man. Appreciate that. it. You know, thank you, thank betting you. on yourself, my man. Thank you. Thank Give me a follow. I'll follow you. I'll follow all you guys back. Give me a follow. Perfect. I need, some, I need uh, some a little bit yeah, of help. We'll, we'll post them in a, in a chat right now so you guys you can take a picture of all, all of your things. Yeah. Who's next? Come on. Uh, I'll go next. Right now, I have an internship with uh, State Fair Group. Okay. Event, event, uh, event management. And then okay. I'm also looking at USA Sport Group about being like a, a coach. Yep. Like setting game plans, like what, like say, uh, guidelines and all that. That's great. Yeah, event management, you know, which you probably want to get into game time operations, right? Too, right? Is that something you're interested in? I mean, right now, if I get both, I'll kind of like weigh my options saying, I like this part, I like this part. Mm-hmm. Just weigh the options from there moving forward. Okay. That's great. That's great. Get your hands in as many things, you remember, you know, and, those short-term goals are important because then you know you know you're going in the right direction you know who's next 
All right, so I'll go last. Um, so for like uh, right after college, I wanted to help um, like underprivileged kids in the uh, baseball community with uh, like like help them get into camps and like create camps for them and, and stuff like that. And then uh, from there, I wanted to go into pro camps, which is working with athletes and also working with kids, but on a, on a more like international basis. So not right. just with um, athletes from the U.S., but at, like, you know, soccer athletes, every like, you know, from everywhere, boxing athletes, stuff like that. And so I wanted to do that. And then I wanted to finally find my career in like somewhere in sales. That's great. And, yeah, finishing sales. What's great about sales is you could even do that part time right now. You could get yeah. so much experience in sales just right now. And any job you get, they, if you have sales on that on your resume, man, that sticks out. But that's important, like you know, giving back to you know the community. I used to help out at Beat the Streets uh, Wrestling in New York City, which you know helped underprivileged youth. And I used to run practices and uh, you know give extra gear and raise money so they could have you know rides to you know events and you know like i said there's no better reward than that than helping helping the youth because you know helping the youth is so much more rewarding than helping sometimes high school or college or you know older athletes because you know you have a chance to really shape who they are you know some high school kids are so stubborn they won't listen to you you know they'll think they know everything but the youth man if you have a chance to shape them and really change their lives and really get them in the right direction, man. It's, there's no better reward than that. All right, guys, I appreciate it. What, let me see this chat. Is this everyone's Instagram? Let me see. If not, I'll DM Mike and I'll get it. I'll get it from all you guys. Yeah, okay. I put, I put mine in the chat right now. If you can take a look at it. If you now I know all your guys goals. So now I'm holding you guys accountable. All right. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And that's the big thing is, is, you know, holding, holding yourself accountable. You know, the only promise that you shouldn't break. And I do it. I do this thing called a jazz tip. So I do jazz tips every day. And the best, the one of, one of the things that I want to talk about is, you know, the only promise you shouldn't break is the one to yourself. So keep that in mind. That's, that's a little jazz tip for you guys right now. Hold on. Let me try to find you guys. Which one's you? Spatero. Oh, nine. I don't know if I spelled that right. Oh, there we go. Boom. Awesome, guys. I appreciate you guys' time. I know you guys are pretty busy. Is that a period after the J? Yes. Cool, bud. There we go. You know, because some of you guys, man, you're, you're giving me the old, the old uh, only audio. I can't see your guys' faces, but that's all right. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, though. I appreciate your time, and, you know, I hope everything falls into place for you guys, all right? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming Thank out. Thank you so much. For, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so you guys much for taking some time. Else, if you guys need anything else, please reach out, all right? Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank appreciate you. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night.